of those noise reducing hats. Is that what it is? Son of a bitch. I knew <laughs> yeah. it. My name is Darian. I am back for another week of horror bullshit, bringing you closer, even closer to the magical goodness of Halloween. Buddy has made it. Yes. He made his dramatic return. <laughs> I am back. What's up, big dog? <laughs> like we missed you. Two-month hiatus. Two-month hiatus. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, three weeks of it was traveling. Oh, God. Yeah. They're just sh- fi- shipping you out all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, then uh, setting up new clients and, man, just... Uh, busy, it, busy, busy. Yeah, quite the roller coaster. You look tired. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I woke up at 2.30 this morning for whatever reason. Why and would you do that? I, I don't know. Okay. I, I got plenty of sleep the night before. Yeah? I had, I think, like nine and a half hours of sleep. Attaboy. So then when I went to bed last night, I woke up at 2.30. I'm like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. So sometimes you get too much sleep. Yeah. And you, it makes you tired the next day. Yeah, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense how that works, but sometimes <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. We went to a Halloween party last yes, weekend. Yes, we did. It was uh, the annual Halloween. Yeah, uh, our friend Jason Harrell, formerly of the "I Hate Your Face" podcast, puts on a huge Halloween party mm-hmm. every year in which we are not shut down by a deadly pandemic. <laughs> and uh, this year, he he brought it back full steam with a big shindig. Yeah, it's great. We are always invited. I'm like waiting, just like, I, oh no, you guys can't come over this time. I but. have been trying <laughs> to get taken off the list. He won't do it. <laughs> no, he won't do it. <laughs> I mean, I have taken <laughs> some shits in some weird yeah. places. He is a glutton for punishment. I isn't tell he? you. I don't know what I got to do. I drink him out of house and home every year. <laughs> it's a good time. If anybody yeah, is yeah. interested in checking out uh, Jason Harrell's Halloween party, just go to Instagram, hashtag Halloween. That's H-A-R-R-E-L-L-O-W-E-E-N, I think. Sounds right. I, does that sound right? I yeah. think that, I th- I'm 99% sure that's how they spell it. Check out Jason's house. He goes all the fuck out. Uh, he's actually going to be on PBS. Yeah, um, on Halloween. On Halloween, they're doing like a documentary of the the craziest haunts in town. Yeah, or haunted or decoration decorated houses. I don't know what they're doing, and uh, I think that's airing this Sunday at six. I think. I think. I'll post it. I'll post it to the padded room page. Yes. Uh, either way, inmates, check it out. You'll probably see some pictures of uh, some of your favorite podcasters in there. Hammered mm-hmm. and making <laughs> assholes out of themselves. That'll be us. I tell you what, my Blurry friend. Blurry vision. Yeah, oh, fuck. 
I woke up the next morning with a fistful of fake $100 bills stuffed down the front of my pants. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, well, was that you? <laughs> no. I was going to say, you know, I accept tips, but I prefer real currency. Real ones? I, I'll take, you know, uh, chicken wings. <laughs> oh. Uh, you could tip me chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Uh, that's a little strange. Apparently, I was dancing on the counter at one point. Wow. I don't recall that. There's chunks of the night that are just completely missing from me. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I drank plenty, as I'm wont to do. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat a fucking thing. Because wow. apparently I'm 16 years old. And don't know how to, uh, how to maintain myself in public. <laughs> right? Without adult supervision. <laughs> fucking assholes. Well, at least you didn't uh, throw up there, right? I did. No, I did not throw up there. <laughs> the next morning, oh, I unloaded. Big time. Yeah, I went to work the next day. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, uh, we got a regular shit show to get into here, buddy. We got horror news and listener mail and all kinds of uh, fun stuff. Why don't we kick things off with a little horror news, Daddy O? Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. <laughs> horror news. Yep. What do you got for us, big guy? All right. Well, you know that Dune is out of the theaters and uh, also on HBO Max, right? Mm -hmm. Well, after making $220 million at the box office, uh, they are uh, making a sequel. I figured they would. Yeah. Dune Part 2 will release October 2023. Did you watch it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm excited to see it. Did you watch the original one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many times. You like that? Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't even with that. I tried. It's just too boring and slow. (laughs) From what I understand, the books are very involved. It's a very Star Wars-like saga. Mm -hmm. There's like 10 or 12 books, I think. So it's a big deal. I get it. But that that David Lynch version with Kyle Mm MacLachlan, oh, God, it just drags. Mm. Hopefully this one is, uh, I don't know, something, something better than that. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Candyman comes to digital and Blu-ray in November with... Alternate ending and deleted scenes. Okay. Yes. Um, available at a 1999 premium VOD offering at home. Also, sweet deal. You watch yes. that one yet? Nope. Me neither. Uh, yeah, I want to see it, but uh, yeah, I just haven't checked it out. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's headed to DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K Ultra HD on November 16th. So coming out real soon. Right on. Pizza Hut joins forces with Shutter for scary good Halloween stuffed crust pizza deal. Hmm. Yeah, so okay. if you uh, offer, uh, they're offering the iconic original stuffed crust pizza for just twelve ninety nine, and teaming up with Shutter, the original horror streaming service, to give pizza lovers everything they need for pre Halloween spooky movie bringing. Uh, starting today, fans will be able to enjoy a large original stuffed crust pizza with one topping for twelve ninety nine, and get a free thirty day trial of Shutter. Available to consumers from ten twenty six to ten thirty with the use with use of the code stuffed crust on the Shutter app or website courtesy of Pizza Hut. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, why not? And that's all I got. What do you got? Right. <laughs> See what we got here. Uh, Prisoners of a Ghost Land. Have you heard of this? Huh. Uh, I know it stars Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. Kind of polarizing from what I hear. Uh, I guess it's a really weird movie. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be hitting Shutter next month. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, killer Clowns from Outer Space flavored soda. So it tastes I, like cotton candy? I don't fucking know. 
That's what I would imagine it tasting I, like. I'm sure there's one. There's like three different killer clown flavors, but they're just named after the different clowns. Okay. So I don't know. Hmm. Um, who do you suppose is putting this crap out? Who? Funko! <laughs> you knew it. You knew it was Funko. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's something that's kind of cool, uh, except that it's so far away. Kraken Rum. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. It's a brand of rum. It's called Kraken. Uh, they are. They have opened and are operating an overnight haunted attraction called the Dread in Breakfast. Ooh, so, I like the title of that. So basically, you go there, you spend the night, uh-huh. and they're going to keep you up all night fucking with you. That's okay. basically how it goes down. Very like, cool. Yeah, like you're in a haunted hotel room or something. That's awesome. That sounds pretty dope, right? Yeah. It's in London. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Nowhere near Reno, Nevada. No. But if somebody wants to come stay at my house, I'll keep you up all night. <laughs> you won't enjoy it. I'll rock, tell you right now. Of fucking with you, but <laughs> Can I speak to the manager? <laughs> no, just go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. Roll over. <laughs> uh, speaking of Funko, it looks like they are releasing a line of toys from the Squid Game. Oh, okay. So square, triangle, and circle, and then you'll probably have like uh, those are the only ones that there were pictured. You probably have some of the guys in the little green jumpsuits. Also, oh yeah, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to buy any of that crap though. Here's something that's kind of odd: hmm. uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs mm-hmm. and uh, Darcy the Mail Girl. They are doing a The Walking Dead special October 29th. Huh. They're gonna they're gonna basically do the usual treatment, but instead of watching movies, they're gonna watch the first two episodes from season one Whoa. of The Walking Dead hmm. with Greg Nicotero there to uh, chime wow. in. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't want to respark my interest in The Walking Dead. Yeah, because I feel like at some point after it's dead and gone and vanished from the ether, then I might be like. Uh, maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Check it now out. That, now that they're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season 32. <laughs> fuck. Right. Not to mention spinoffs and other goddamn movies and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got in the horror news, dudes. All right. Are you ready for some listener mail? You betcha. Let's bring it. Listener mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's kick things off with a little email here, shall we? Yeah. Kick it all the way over to Tokyo, Japan. Here comes Lonely Bob. Hey. Kevin is in the house. Mm-hmm. Lonely Bob in the house. Subject line, leg cramps and Beetlejuice. Oh. Hey, Padded Room Crew. Regarding leg cramps, I occasionally get a Charlie horse cramp in my calf when sleeping. Bananas. What is banana? Oh, eat bananas? Eat, potassium? Eat bananas. That'll help? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm into- I got one the other night, and I thought perhaps it was the the uh, haunted vodka, because it was the same night that that shit showed up. <laughs> so I was like, God damn, fucking the axe murder leg. <laughs> and then I walked it off, and I was okay. I don't know. Uh, leg cramp, uh, have one. then I wake up from the pain and have to stand up to decramp the calf. When this happens, it's usually when my leg is in a position where it falls asleep or after drinking. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I just fell asleep, and then all of a sudden, gang! Mm-hmm. And I had to get up and walk around the room in the middle of the night like a lunatic. My wife mm-hmm. is going, what are you doing? Are you okay? What's the matter with you? Leg crap! Ah! 
Uh, also, Beetlejuice is a classic and great for kids, considering all the fart jokes and humor that kids can appreciate. I feel like Lydia is like the original goth kid before goths became a more popular subculture. Yeah. I would agree with that, Kevin. Uh, Kevin at Lonely Bob. Right on. Right on, Kev. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I guess we could probably call Tim Burton like the godfather of goth, right? Because he pretty much spawned yeah. goth, the whole goth thing. Mm-hmm. Or emo, I guess, as it's now yeah. known. It's like a mixture of him and punk rock music. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get over to London, England. Here comes the horror slut, Cats in the House. Hey! Subject line. <laughs> Subject line, putting things in my mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I like where we're going here, Cap. <laughs> Good evening, you sexy gent and or gents. Well, seeing as how I said it last week, apparently, I'll ask you light more of the right side so I can see you better, you cheeky boy. Hee-hee. <laughs> I knew it. She's watching me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she's doing it. I think I left my webcam on or something. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rearrange my lighting situation here for you, Cap. Uh, just teasing, and you gave me a great giggle with the email confusion. Okay, so last week I read, oh, yeah. I read Tim's email, but he comes in as horror for dummies. She comes in as horror slut. Is that my fault? No. I think they need to get together and work out some kind of a system. To where Wh- horror for slut dummies. Horror for <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, just to give you, I do agree with Tim that you, Darian, are a pretty good writer, and I really enjoy your Terror Dome stories. Well, thank you very much, Cap. With that, my vote has to go to Pyramid Head. I can't see the tall man winning. Alrighty. Two for Pyramid Head. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a blowout. Um, I can't see the tall man winning. Educate, you are, let us pray. I just recently watched this on recommendation from Cowboy, and I really enjoyed the movie. You're oh, right, Cat. Yeah. I am, let us pray. I hope this isn't too late. I'm not really sure what time you record over there, and double shifts make it dif- difficult to remember the time differences. Hmm. I hope you all have a wonderful night and a great Hallow's Eve, Cat. Thank you very much, Cat. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you made it in, babe. You had mm-hmm. about two hours to spare. So whatever time it was when you sent this, plus two hours is what time we usually record on Tuesdays. Uh, let's get over back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, Team Otho. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Really short note tonight, as this last week has sucked with work and everything. Totally Team Otho. Ha ha. And your Beetlejuice impression, impression wasn't all that bad. Ghost or not, I'd still hang with you, bud. You're pretty cool, and I appreciate all the work you put into the show. Still doing a great job. Please keep it up. Pterodome, Pinhead gets my or Pyramid Head gets my vote. I don't see how the tall man can beat him, and I think he's far cooler. Yeah. Yep. Educate your Let Us Pray. Watched this not long ago and thought it was a great show. Liam Cunningham is a great actor. I agree. And if you, buddy, would ever watch Game of Thrones... You son of a bitch. I've seen the first season. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You would agree with us. I do agree with being more on Adam's family fan over the monsters, but I'll give Rob Zombie's monsters a shot. Hope everyone has a great week and a safe, happy Halloween. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. (laughs) Thank you very much, cowboy. Yeah. Buddy. Yes. Who do you think would win in a fight between Pyramid Head and the tall man? Pyramid Head. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's running away with it. Oh, I think Monica, Monica's not even yeah, here to... She didn't even bother. <laughs> didn't even bother to chime in. We got a couple of voicemails here. 
Pimp Daddy. All right, let's kick things off with the RoboCop of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Alan of the Cha-Cha. Hey, Alan. What's up? So I'm calling in with a correction. It wasn't last precinct. It's uh, Let Us Pray. I'm playing these I feel a lot more comfortable about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's take it from the top there, Alan. Take two. Take two <laughs> from the top. And action. Padded room, what's up? It's the Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. Your Iron Sheik. Dad. I love it. Girl, you won't even fuck the Monday. <laughs> anyway, uh, Teradome, gimme, uh, Shit, tall man. All right. And Darian, would you be, I think it's Last Precinct, something like that. I know the movie you're talking about. Last I've seen it. It's Precinct. pretty good. It is. Anyway, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Right on, Alan. Uh, I am not Last Precinct. I, th- th- I wonder if he's thinking of Assault on Precinct 13, which right. I am not, by the way. Mm-hmm. I am Let Us Pray. But I think I think he may have figured it out, and that's why he called back. Let's try it again, Alan. Padded room, what's up? So I'm calling in with a correction. It wasn't last precinct. It's uh, Let Us Pray. boy. There you go. I feel a lot more comfortable about that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, if it's not Let Us Pray, it sounds an awful lot like that. It I is like Let Us that Pray. movie a lot. Um, it's got the, the woman in it mm-hmm. from the movie and one of the dudes from Game of Thrones, I think. Yep, Liam Cunningham. Stannis Baratheon, maybe? Uh, not Baratheon, Or maybe it's, um, oh. I, hell, I don't know. It was, Have a good one. It Bye. was Stannis Baratheon's uh, right-hand man that he cut all of his fingers off. Hmm. I forget the name of the character, but you're you're in the right team there, Alan. What the fuck was his name? Um, I don't remember, and I'm not going to try to dig that far into my... <laughs> Brain, because I'll be here all night, and then eventually at three in the morning, I'll think of it and go, ah <laughs> And again, my wife will be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yell, uh, yelling out men's name in the yeah. middle of the night. Leg, <laughs> leg cramp and... <laughs> uh, speaking of leg cramps, here comes uh, Mr. Tom Hardy himself. I don't know why I called him a leg cramp. Hey, yo. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, so good. I hope everyone's doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy's Darian, here. appreciate you showing up. Hey. Uh, even when you got nobody to talk to but yourself. I'm used to it. Uh, I know for myself, I'm sure I see the other inmates. It's always just good to have uh, a little something in the inbox. There. Well, thank you Thanks very for much. Thanks that, sir. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, I may be behind on my terror dome, okay. but I believe it's uh, the tall man and pyramid head. You are correct. And I'm still behind on Silent Hill. I don't know. I don't know about that one. You so I'm just going to go with it, uh, the tall man. Just watch the TV. Uh, the, just the based show. on all right, tall man. It is fantastic, tall man. You know, sure. You know, impeccable logic as always. Absolutely. Uh, on the educating department, I got nothing. No idea. Let us pray. Um, but I do got a bunch of shit on the what are you looking at? Oh, okay. Mm. I'll try to go through this real quick because there's a couple of them I actually did want to talk about. Okay. Uh, a little more detail, I guess. So I got to catch this flick, um, Edge of the Axe. And it's like <laughs> yeah. a 1988 uh, uh, yes. flasher. And it is I don't know. Every time I find one from like that era, you know, I'm like, fuck, oh, man, I haven't seen this one. Oh, i got to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is a, uh, it's a giallo, but uh, it's a giallo. Instead of like an Italian-American production, it's a 
Spanish American production. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty not bad. Pretty wacky. Not, not great. Uh, the mask on it is particularly good. Um, but, oh, you like that? You know, it, it is what it is. You know, okay. you remember it's 1988. Yeah. You, know, you get what you get. And it's just got <laughs> some fine fine kills, some fine bullshit. But, you know, yeah. the acting's pretty subpar. The uh, directing's pretty subpar. The story leaves something to be desired, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd recommend that one. Okay. Uh, one I think most people have probably already seen, The Last Exorcism. Uh, Last Exorcism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to catch that again. I've seen it before, but it, I, uh, I caught this other flick. Uh, Malevolent, I think it was. Sure. That's about this uh, brother-sister fake paranormal investigation, get caught up in a real thing. And oh. I was like, ah, it wasn't so great. But it reminded me of The Last Exorcism. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that shit again. It was okay. on. I think crime or some bullshit. Anybody who hasn't seen The Last Exorcism, definitely check it out. I like that's, it. Uh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah. Don't let it being found footage uh, steer you away. It's actually really good, and the found footage is actually done in a, a pretty decent manner. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, uh, I believe some. I believe it might have been someone was asking anyway about like. Kid-friendly horror. That was you me. Know, some good kid-friendly horrors, and I yeah. actually got to catch one on GP. Ooh. He called back. G motherfucking P. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> anyway, uh, I was saying that good, like kid-friendly horror that I got to catch recently was uh, Nightbook. Oh, I was able to watch it with the kids. Okay. Didn't didn't freak them out no nightmares nothing like that yeah um and, and it's pretty decent it's not it's not great or anything but you know it's some you know kid tv horror yeah type movie so sure. not a bad one um one other oh yeah i got to catch this flick uh cutthroat alley cutthroat uh alley. the 2000 like an early 2000 slasher flick okay um it's like a an urban uh, scream, you know. Oh. So I, it's it's like a very blatant scream ripoff. Like you can't oh. if you were to go up to like the writer of it and be like, "Hey, man, uh, that was kind of like uh, based on Scream," and he said no, he'd be a motherfucking liar. There's no way. <laughs> it's a total scream ripoff. Well, yeah. not the greatest. Uh, trying to give it a you know a little bit of a bump because. Uh, it is, you know, low budget and all that. You kind of got to expect a few things, but uh, yeah, I'd kind of stay away from that one. Wouldn't plan. Okay. Anyway, hope all is well. I thought there was. Oh, you know what? I actually had something on the horror news. For oh, you. okay. Uh, I don't know if you've already gotten into this, but apparently the uh, Elm Street house, the fourteen twenty eight Elm Street house, Ooh. is actually up for sale. Uh, here in LA. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And uh, I think it was like three million, four million, something like that. I'm into um, it. Just a heads up, the address is not fourteen twenty eight Elm Street. Okay, I uh, would imagine a different not. address. Yeah. But I'm talking about, you know, the exterior Elm yeah. Street house. And uh, kind of a funny story on that I was uh I was working in there and uh, my partner was like, Hey, bet you recognize that house and I was sitting there looking at it and I was like because, fuck, man, it kind of it kind of looks like the Elm Street house. But I think that was filmed <laughs> in Pasadena. He's like, no, nah, that, that's it right there. Nice. So, 
Yeah, anybody got an extra, you know, a couple million lying around, big Elm Street fan, get yourself a new home, I guess. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like Alan. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Love you too, Tom Hardy. I would not mind living in the Elm Street house. No. I just don't want to live in L.A. Right. I can't afford it. And even if I did have that kind of cash, I could buy like three Elm Street houses here in Reno for the same amount that I would spend on one Elm Street house. In LA, turn it into a B and B. That's the that hey, there you go, uh-huh. there you go. We'd make millions off of these horror dorks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm staying in Nancy's bedroom. Yeah. I bet you there'd be like a weird. We could have like a gay dance party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> From Nightmare on Elm Street too. Put in a waterbed. Put it oh, there. You go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking business, buddy. I'm into it. Well, thank you for calling in, Tom Hardy. <clears throat> As usual, uh, Alan. Cowboy, Cat, anybody else that's listening. Uh, Kevin, thanks for the advice on the leg cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's time to get into a movie, dude. Yeah. Are you ready for a clinic on a the way a ghost story should be written? Yes. Let's get it on. Here comes Cairo. Yeah. That's right, buddy. We're talking about Cairo from 2001. Hell yeah. Which translates to Pulse. Now, some of you guys may have seen the Americanization of this, Pulse, starring Kristen Bell and Jonathan Tucker. I believe that was from 2005-ish. I watched Pulse before I watched Cairo, and I thought Pulse was okay. Mm -hmm. That was an interesting concept, internet ghosts. And then I watched Cairo, and I was like... Pulse is bullshit. <laughs> Pulse fucking suck. This is the movie I wanted to see. It's Cairo. It's a bad motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it got 6.6 stars on IMDb. It was written and directed by Kiyoshi Kurusawa. Stars Haruko Keto, Kumiko Aso, and Kayuki. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, hey, 
I made it, didn't I? Yeah. I did. I pronounced them all. Uh, it's, it's a bad motherfucker. Now, the majority of this movie, this is the way a ghost story should go, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Creepy, slow, I mean, kind of slow, but at the same time, we're dealing with a ghost apocalypse mm-hmm. on our hands. And it's, it's not going to be the old dark house at the end of the street. And it's not going to be the mirror in the basement or the, you know, the fun guy in the cemetery. This is, these ghosts are depressed, depressed, I would say, mm-hmm. depressing on top of that. Lonely. Lonely is all get out, which I'm not 100% sure why, but they are. And they want to take from you the one thing that they want, which is life. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily looking to kill you, I think. They just want life back. Yeah. And in order to do that, they basically have to kill you. And they can do it in some very weird and fucked up ways. Right. There's a lot going on here, dude. So we're going to start uh, with a ship out in the middle of the ocean. And we're going to meet the young... There's a young lady on there by the name of Miche. And she has just escaped. And she's going to tell us the tale of how... Uh, and why she had to flee mainland Japan to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to kick it, wind the clock back maybe a month, maybe a little bit more. And uh, she, Miche at the time was working at a plant shop. And the thing you got to understand about Japan, have you, you've never been in Japan, have no. you? No. I've been there. Um, it's very, the weather is very Pacific Northwest-like. Like, it's rainy and cloudy almost all the goddamn time, mm-hmm. which is already depressing if you're not used to it. And on top of that, there's way more people there than there should be. So people are just literally stacked on top of each other, and buildings just shoot up to the, the sky. Mm-hmm. So there's places you can go in Tokyo where you can look up, and because all the buildings are interconnected with, like, skywalks and trams and things like that, you can literally be standing outside, look up, and not see the sky. All you see is just these different building walkways and things like that. So all of that, like especially for an American, can be very depressing to start with. But Japanese people are used to it, so I don't think it weighs as heavily on them. But already the tone is set in this movie as just being very drab and bleak. And it's going to get more depressing as the movie goes on, for sure. But Mm -hmm. we've already set a very... um, a very low tone to the movie. So we're going to start off with Miche. She's working at a plant shop. Uh, now, the plant shop is basically run on a rooftop, and she's got a couple of co-workers with her there. Uh, her, her good friend is Junko. She works there also. They also have a guy by the name of Yabe who does, like, inventory and things like that. And then they have, like, an IT guy uh, by the name of Taguchi. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this movie was made in 2001, but probably is actually supposed to take place, say, 96-ish, maybe, give or take. Just looking at the way, well, no, probably like 98, 99, I'd say. Yeah. Just kind of looking at the way the computers are and things like that. Anyway, Taguchi is supposed to have a disc set up for them. I don't know what it's for, maybe some kind of business projection or something like that. But Taguchi hasn't been showing up for work. And there's a Taguchi pretty much in every workplace. You know what I mean? <laughs> a fucking loser that is always dragging ass on all the projects. Mm-hmm. And then, you, like, if you're his supervisor, you got to be like, hey, what's your problem? And then he gets all mopey and depressed because you had to talk to him about his fucking performance. And now he's dragging even more ass. 
Are you, you know what about, I'm saying? are you talking about work or are you talking about the movie? Uh, both, both, both of them. God damn it. Son of a it, bitch. It was starting to feel a little personal there. It was. I think I'm venting now, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, Taguchi hasn't shown up for work the last couple of days. And he's supposed to have a disc on it with, that they need for something. I'm not 100% sure what. So they're calling Taguchi. He's not answering. Son of a bitch. Eventually, Miche is like, you know what? I'll just go over to his house. Mm-hmm. I'll just go get it. I'll go get the disc. So she hops on a tram and then a bus, and then she gets to Taguchi's apartment. And uh, again, we are jumping right into the, the throat of depression because Taguchi is a mopey fuck. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out why in a minute. And he's a bachelor. And Japanese apartments are tiny to begin with. Uh, standard studio apartment is probably about the size of this room we're in right now. With maybe a divider between a kitchenette and the bed sleeping area. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Taguchi's a bachelor. He lives like a pig. Places a wreck. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of like 1995-ish computers all over the place. And uh, she's like, hey. She goes in there. It's dark as shit. Middle of the day. She's like, hey, anybody home? Nope. Uses a key to get in. She's like, hey, anybody home? Nope. Starts kind of poking around, rooting through all the garbage, trying to find this disc. Eventually, Taguchi just kind of walks by her without acknowledging her. And she's like, hey, man, I'm here and I need that goddamn disc. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Yeah, the disc is right over there in that pile of bullshit. Go ahead and help yourself. And she's like, yeah, okay, great. Taguchi just grabs a uh, phone line and steps out of the room like he's Mm -hmm. going to hook something up. And she's like... Uh, you should really label these discs, you prick, because I don't know which one I'm looking for here. And then she goes to follow him into the other room, and the son of a bitch has hung himself. Yeah. Killed himself. Yeah. And it looked like he'd been there a while, too. Oh, yeah. Because the way his neck was all, like, super shrunk in. Yeah. Like, like he'd been dangling there for a minute, which he might have been. Uh, she's like, mother fuck, this guy just killed himself right here. Uh, I'm trying to get the work disc, and he does it. He waits till now to do it. Calls the cops. Cops come, get the body, all that shit. She's mm-hmm. very distraught. Her friends, uh, Yabe and Junko, meet her for lunch. And they're like, hey, what happened, man? She's like, I don't know. I went to pick up the disc. And uh, he stepped out in the other room for two seconds. And the son of a bitch hung himself. He said he was fine. I asked him how he was doing. He said he was fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, all right. Well, this I'm sure that was very traumatic. Let's take a day off or two and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yabe goes back to the office. Immediately, oh shit! Immediately, Buddy drops his headphones. <laughs> uh, like maybe I'm not going to say immediately. Maybe a day or two later, Yabe starts getting weird phone calls from Taguchi's old cell phone number. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we're in 2001, so we're talking about like flip phones and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice on the other end of the phone is just whispering, "Help me, mm-hmm. help me," or Doskite, as it is in Japanese. Creepy as shit, man. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Taguchi looks at the phone, see, or Yabe looks at the phone, sees it's Taguchi's number, and he's like, oh, fucking, I don't think so, man. Mm-hmm. So now they, they get the disc, they pop it in, and there's some weird shit on this disc. Um, I don't think any of the, whatever it was he was supposed to be doing was on that disc. Instead, what he's got is a bunch of depressing pictures of himself Standing in his dark ass apartment, uh, like blankly staring at walls, mm-hmm. and then like if you look in the background of the picture, the 
picture on his computer screen is the exact same one that we're looking at. And then if you do like a pinch zoom kind of a thing, circa 2001, you can see a creepy face on a different computer screen. Yeah. So that's kind of creepy. Oh, shit. Yabe, though. This cat has some balls on him. He's like, I'm getting creepy phone calls from my dead friend. I'm going to get on a bus and go to his apartment. <laughs> I know, right? Alone, <laughs> alone at night. And not tell anybody. And not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. the balls on this guy, buddy. <laughs> no fucking way am I doing that. I'll change my goddamn phone number before I go in that uh, apartment. Anyway, that's exactly what he does. Gets in there. Um, couple of things off in this apartment. Despite the... F- I mean, obviously... It's kind of a pseudo-crime scene. Um, dark as shit. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Eerie feeling. Uh, Yabe starts poking around thinking maybe Taguchi left his phone plugged in or something. So he starts unhooking things. He starts grabbing some more discs because obviously they got the wrong one to start with. Um, as he comes around the corner, he sees Taguchi just kind of standing against the wall in the exact same spot where he hung himself. Yeah, and He's like, hey! Uh, you, are you okay uh, there, dude? And then he's like, boom, vanishes. Yeah, he turns around and looks back and he's gone. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I think I'm going to go. But So <laughs> yeah. he starts walking out, but then he like has a change of heart, like, oh shit, maybe that was Taguchi and he needs my help. So he goes back and now there's just a giant black smudge on the wall yeah. where Taguchi hung himself, mm-hmm. which is creepy. I almost, don't know. Almost looked like a burn mark. Yeah, kind of. Uh, that's pretty creepy. Eventually, Taguchi, or Yabe, like, he sees a, a piece of paper that was printed out by Taguchi, and it uh-huh. just says, The Forbidden Room on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No other information. Uh, Yabe's like, I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here, so he takes off. As he's leaving the apartment building, though, one of the ground floor apartments, which I assume is vacant, has red tape around the, the door. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> again... God bless him, Yabe, for being having a fucking set of balls on him. But let's be honest. Nobody else is going to just go peeling the tape off the door and just walking in like they own the place, right? Yeah, right. Well, all right. Well, we'll, we'll let this slide. Well, it wasn't caution tape, so. Well, I mean. <laughs> maybe he was painting. Maybe. I don't know. But he's like, oh, I'll just peel this tape off and let myself in. And this is one of the creepiest parts of the whole fucking movie. Oh, man. Gets in there. Uh, dark. It, uh I guess it was an apartment, or it might have been like just some kind of a maintenance shed or something. But all that's in this this room, for lack of a better term, is one couch and a painting on the wall, and it's dark as fuck in there. Of yeah. course, he walks in. As soon as he walks in, we can see behind him there's somebody partially obscured by the darkness, just standing behind him, mm-hmm. uh, probably wearing a dress, probably female. Mm-hmm. So he gets in there. All of a sudden, the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. He's like, oh, shit, there's somebody behind me. I know it. I really don't want to turn around. <laughs> right. God damn it. The door is that way. And I don't know how I'm going to get up. So, kind of like you just get busted watching porn or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm uh, Googling human anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he has to turn around, and we get our first glimpse at one of these ghosts. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff of nightmares, my friend. Black... Wearing a dress, shadowy, very blurry, uh, transparent to a point. The ring kind of vibe to her. Definitely ring kind of vibe. And this is something that terrifies me about this scene. Because I imagine at one point or another, we've all had the nightmare 
of somebody chasing you in slow motion and you can't just seem yeah. to get the fuck out of there. Like your feet are nails to the floor. Stumbling over yourself. Stand there like an idiot while this thing slowly makes <laughs> yeah. its way towards you. And that's exactly what the scene evokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's seemingly just a lady in a black dress with a white face. Uh, she's making the motions as if she's sprinting at him, like at full speed. Yeah, but going but She's moving in slow super. motion. And at one point, she does like a weird... Like she tripped? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I was a, like, did she just trip in like, slow motion? Like somebody threw a basketball at her or <laughs> yeah. something. She was like, whoa! Which was kind of creepy too, because there's really no explanation for that. But she did it anyway. He just stands there, much like I'm sure all of us would. And then he like backpedals until he trips over the couch. And then he like looks underneath the couch. And there, of course, there's no fucking feet on the floor for mm-hmm. him to see. And then she just kind of creepily... Leans over the couch and then cut to something completely different. Yeah. That part was terrifying. Oh, man. That was a good scene. Yeah. Now, right about now, we're going to cut to another storyline that is going on at a nearby college campus. We're going to meet our main man, Karaswa. Uh, he is a lonely uh, kind of a schmutz, I guess. He's, he's kind of a loser. But I, I, I liked him. I thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he is setting up his very first internet account. And he is excited. He can't wait to do some browsing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that surfer vibe going on with all his Bahama shirts. Oh, yeah, word. and his long uh, feathered hair with his yeah. frosted tips. He was, he was feeling it, man. Yeah, he uh, was. He's setting up his internet in his shitty... He's got a shitty apartment, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he is excited for this. He's got a startup disc, and he's got the old school dial-up modem that we all had in 2001. And he's like, okay, I'm going to set this thing up and I'm going to be researching stuff in no time. <laughs> or feverishly beating off, which is probably more likely. Uh, as soon as like he gets the, he gets the startup disc in and he goes through all the uh, you know agree, agree, license agreements and all that crap. And like as soon as he comes online, it just jumps to like, um, like you're watching somebody else's webcam. And it cycles through like five or six of these webcams, and it's just fucking depressing people sitting in the dark, staring at him through the the screen, more yeah. or less. Uh, there's one of like a guy with his head on the desk, and then he just lazily looks up at him. There's another one of a lady like rolling around on the floor, like she's trying not like having stomach pains or something. Uh, there's another one of a random individual. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but uh, had a bag on its head. And was trying to get the bag off its head. Um, it, it was a guy because they finally showed it later at, on. Yeah, so, at yeah. the end, you see what happens when the bag comes off. But it's just these super dark, ultra depressing yeah. people looking back at him through his monitor. Yeah, eventually, I was thinking they're all ghosts. What the hell is this? <laughs> were, that was probably accurate. But eventually, he's like, "Well, fuck this," and he turns his computer. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna cut back to uh, Miche. Miche has gone home. She's back at her apartment. Her mom comes to visit her. And we get a very creepy scene here where Miche Miche is all up in her own head at this Mm -hmm. point. As she should be. She just watched her friend kill himself. Yeah. But she's at her apartment by herself. uh, Much cleaner, nicer apartment. But still a tiny one. Uh, All of a sudden she's watching the news. And the TV starts cutting in and out. And then it kind of freeze frames on a TV anchorman with half his head missing. Yeah. And it just kind of sits there. And she's like, ah! Yeah, hell no. <laughs> yeah, ah! 
runs over and turns the TV off, and now she's all pretty much worked herself up into a panic. Yeah. And then, like, some shit falls over, and she screams and freaks out. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the kind of ghost story I want. You know what I mean? Right. Because that, that to, to a certain point, is the effectiveness of a ghost story. Me and you sitting here talking about it, it's it's funny and it's kind of silly and it's horse shit and that's all well and good. But after you leave and my kids go to bed and my wife goes to sleep and I'm in the living room by myself <laughs> in the dark, oh shit. <laughs> what about that guy in the basement? Oh god. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what happened to Miche. You know? <laughs> some people watch Disney after horror movies, some people watch porn just that's, to get <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Me, I go stand in the living room by myself in the dark. (laughs) Like some kind of an idiot. Um, But that's exactly what I'm talking about as to the creepiness and the the atmosphere of this movie. So from there, Miche is trying to get over it. She's like, Yabe comes back to work. He doesn't really let on like anything happened, Mm -mm. except all of a sudden he's acting very strange. He shows up late. Everybody's like, Yabe, what the fuck, man? You were supposed to be here two hours ago. And he's like, sorry. And he walks right into his little office pantry area and slams the door on everybody's face uh junko is all upset she's like what the hell's his problem yeah, now he didn't even talk to us he didn't even say anything god <laughs> damn it and this part was kind of weird because i think something here was lost in translation but junko and miche go to their boss and they're like hey boss uh if it's okay we'd like to go check on yabe he seems like a little off and the boss gives him this weird speech about uh, friendship what and... yeah what kind of a friend would do you, are you really friends because the friend might say something bad and then what kind of friend is that and yeah i don't know where it was going i was like what yeah the heck? <laughs> is this gonna mean something later <laughs> yeah i assume that that Did forget to edit this out i don't know I, I don't, he, and then he like sits down and strikes a like a blowhardy pose yeah. like well, who needs a friend like you anyway? Telling you how to... What's... I was waiting for some Italian music to start, you know. <laughs> if I wasn't depressed before, I am now. Right. God, never asking him for advice again. Anyway, that's kind of strange. And then Yabe goes out around, and then he goes into a separate room, and everybody's like, hey, Yabe, come here and talk to me. Tell me what your problem is. And then Yabe, Yabe goes into another room, and when... Uh, Miche follows him in there. He's gone, and there's a big black smudge on the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. All right. That's kind of creepy. Uh, from there, we're going to cut back to Caruswa. He really had hopes of beating off that night, and he obviously is not going to be doing that anytime <laughs> soon. So he meanders into the computer lab of his college and just kind of like pokes around and like, hey... Anybody know anything about ghosts? Because I got a website asking if I want to meet a ghost. Yeah. And they're like, sounds like a hacker. And they're like, hacker, yeah. That guy did not want to talk he to him. He was not interested <laughs> in helping anybody. But to, no. to be fair, Caruswa was very awkward. Yeah. The way he's just like poking around and like looking at people. And <laughs> right. Apparently, though, in Japan, that works because the super hot chick that works in the computer lab is like, <clears throat> You were saying something about ghosts? And he's like, yeah, I got a ghost thing. I just tried to put the internet on because I was going to do some research. Mm-hmm. And uh, a ghost popped up and asked if I wanted to meet a ghost. And now I can't get the fucking thing off my computer. And she's like, oh, try uh, 
bookmarking it if you can. Hit the bookmark button. And he's like, ah, print know, screen. I don't know what the fuck you're talking. I don't know. I don't know computers. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, like well, trying to write it like down. Writing everything down. <laughs> yeah. All right, print screen or bookmark. Got it. So he goes home that night. This time, the fucking thing turns itself on. Yeah, it fires itself right back up to more depressing people. So he's like, okay, I got you this time, you son of a bitch. Tries to bookmark it, nothing Didn't happens. <laughs> Tries the print screen thing, nothing happens. <laughs> and now, like, the 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 videos that are popping up are becoming, like, darker and more aggressive mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like, now they're all looking back at him through the camera. Yeah. Before, they were just kind of standing there, and now they're all, like... Looking at you there, Kurosawa. Watch yourself. That's creepy. Watch yourself, son. He's freaked out, so mm-hmm. he unplugs the computer and turns the monitor around. <laughs> he probably feels like he's being watched. I don't know if he actually had a webcam or not. But I don't know, but yeah, I would too. Yeah, freak right out. <laughs> Fuck this thing. Uh, that's pretty gnarly. Now we're going to cut back to Junko and um, uh, Miche. They're at work the next day. Uh, they don't know exactly what happened to Yabe, except that he's gone and there's a smudge on the wall. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they have to keep going back into that office to get shit to do their jobs. Now their boss, by the way, is call- started calling in. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's very cool about this movie. Both of these uh, storylines, while they're running uh, congruent, are on the same track. So you have a like a busy downtown business being run off of this weird rooftop, and then you have a very busy college campus. At mm-hmm. the start of the movie, there's lots of extras. There's people walking around, buying things, mm-hmm. uh, researching things, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, as the movie goes on, you'll start to notice that there's less and less people. Yeah. And it's not really, it's never really addressed. Nobody's like, what the fuck happened to everybody? Well, we're going to find out very quickly what's happening to everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's never – it just kind of lends itself to that atmosphere. Yeah. So uh, this part is really creepy because they have to keep going into that fucking office where Yabe disappeared. Right. And uh, I think it was Junko went in there to get something. And for a second, she saw Yabe standing in the same spot where the smudge was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yabe, what are you doing? And then he disappears again. But now we cut back to – uh, Junko from the perspective of the smudge and we just get this eerie silent whispering Doskete, which it means help me in Japanese mm-hmm. over and over again freaky as fuck all man oh yeah that'll that'll freak you freak me right out mm-hmm. uh they are like ah this place is getting weird gotta get out of here so they take off uh now we cut back to Kurusua. he is it's, if you're not paying attention, it's pretty obvious that he is into the hot chick from Computer Lab. Oh, yeah. Her name is Haru, and she I think she was into him, too. Yeah, Because he so. goes back to Haru, and he's like, Prince Green key didn't work. Uh, bookmark, I don't, I'm not sure I know how to do that. Uh, and she's like, oh, let's go to your place. <laughs> is it really that easy? Because <laughs> yeah. I can pretend to be lost in computers, like, all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh. Uh yeah yeah let's do that let's hurry up let's let's do that right now <laughs> so they go back to his place and this part's kind of fun because he is sneakily creeping around her trying to pick up all the trash and stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> couldn't help but feel bad for the guy uh she turns on the computer it goes into the thing and she, she again with the depressing people and she's like well this is fucking weird 
couldn't print screen, couldn't do the uh, bookmark. She's like, ah, I think you got some kind of a virus or a hacker or something. And he's like, yeah, but like the other day it just came on by itself and these fucking people showed up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, that's really weird. Uh, tell you what, meet me in the computer lab tomorrow and we'll see if we can't, you know, put some software together for it. Yeah. So he's like, okay. <laughs> software. Uh, I got some hardware. <laughs> so he goes to the computer lab and uh, she's there. And this is another thing that I don't understand. I assume that it would make more sense to somebody more in tune with the Japanese culture, but... There's a computer program running kind of in the background with two dot, a bunch of dots on a screen. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. And she's like, it's a miniature model of the world that we live in. And he's like, eh? And she's like, yes. The dots are continuously attracted to each other. But if they get too close, they will die. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand it. I don't know what we're trying to say with that. But whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. And then this... Um, a uh, grad student comes in who happens to be the guy that designed that program. And he's like, oh, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, it's uh, Kurusua. I'm trying to help him. And then Haru and the grad student sit down and Kurusua just kind of finds his way out. He goes to the library, which is also creepy as shit because it's dark as fuck in there. And uh, the grad student follows him. And again, we started off with like six, eight people walking around the library. As soon as the grad student gets there, it's just him and Kurusua. And all of a sudden, the grad student is like, hey, there's a ghost right behind you. And Crusoe looks over and he's like, you're right. There's like a a shadowy figure standing in one of the aisles, half obscured, just staring at Crusoe. Man. And Crusoe's like, that's you're right, man. That's a fucking ghost. <laughs> and the grad student's like, yeah, it's the, it's the library ghost. You know, he comes and yeah, if you can catch him, you might be able to figure out who he is. <laughs> so Caruso was like, get him! <laughs> yeah, he chasing, darted. <laughs> chasing after him. Of course, the fucking thing vanishes. Caruso runs up and down the aisles for a few minutes and then eventually gives up. And this is where we. This is really the only half-ass explanation we get. As to what's going on. And it doesn't make a lick of sense. Uh, it might to somebody who is more fluent in Japanese. But if I read the subtitles correctly, the grad student basically explains that there is a ghost dimension and it has reached its capacity and now the ghosts are spilling into our dimension. Mm-hmm. And that's really about as far as we got with that. Did you get anything else from that? Not really. Talk? Okay. Uh, if you watch the Americanization of it, there's a much better explanation, but I don't know that we needed it. In the American American version, um, there's a, a grad student, and he basically what he says is that they discovered super Wi-Fi, and because it was such a broadband uh, receive. Sending and receiving the frequencies. Frequency. Is- <laughs> uh, the ghost started bleeding into it because we were reaching into the. I don't know. Wow. I, I don't even know there, buddy. Mm. Anyway, Caruso was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's fucking bananas." But if you say so. Mm-hmm. But now he's having these experiences. Cut back to uh, Junko and Miche. They're like, "Well, dude, this is just too much." Miche or Junko actually is officially freaked out. She's, like, starting to get a little loopy with it and, like, really spazzing the hell out. Um, Miche takes her back to her place. And now Junko, whatever it is, man, about these ghosts, they, like, get into your head and they depress the fucking piss out of you. 
until you either kill yourself or you just smudge out, mm-hmm. which is weird. Apparently, if you're that sad, you can just lean against a wall and basically evaporate and nothing will be left of you but a black smudge, Whew. which is terrifying. Yeah. And I don't want to do it. And I don't want to be that sad ever. Right. Which brings me to the point of, like, if the ghosts are telling them some secret about the ghost dimension, it sounds miserable. I, you would think that would make you embrace your life more and want to, like, be healthy and yeah. live longer. Instead, these fuckers are just pitching themselves off of buildings and stuff. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so anyway, they're on their way back, and a random lady just climbs to the top of a uh, water tower and fires herself off. This scene. Kablamo! That yeah. was a bad one. Uh, it's get- creepy that everybody was like coming out like looking, but they weren't like, ah! you know, they weren't freaking out. They're just like looking around. like. Well, yeah, because at this point in the story, that's now like an everyday thing. Yeah. People are just firing themselves off of buildings and blowing each other's brains out. <sighs> it's nasty. And that's kind of speaking to the ghost apocalypse situations that we're approaching. So uh, Junko and Miche make it back to Miche's apartment. And Junko's trying to let, hey, it's going to be okay. Get you some tea. Wrap you up in a blanket here. Uh, Junko is getting pale and she's not really talking anymore. And she's just kind of sitting on the floor shivering. Mm-hmm. So Miche puts a blanket over her. She's like, hey, I'm going to go to the, uh, the gas station and get you... Maybe an energy drink or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you something, get you going. I'll be right back. Uh, now, when Miche leaves, the streets are pretty much deserted. Mm-hmm. She gets to the gas station. There's nobody in there. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, excuse me, I need some help. She looks through like an office window <clears throat> and sees somebody like half obscured staring at her. And she's like, that's a fucking ghost right there, <laughs> yeah. and I am out of here, and I am not paying for this stuff, by <laughs> <No>. the way. <laughs> Her hands are full. I the alarm leaving. is going. <laughs> I am taking this with me, and you can stand right there, sir, because you <laughs> yeah. are dead, and I don't want to be like you. And she goes hauling ass out of there. That alarm system, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, wow. She, she had like it's a like lo- she robbed a bank. No, she had like a loaf of bread and a candy bar. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I thought she was going to be tackled or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she comes out of there at a full sprint, goes hauling ass back to her apartment. Uh, Junko is now like full catatonic and just shivering and pale as a ghost. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Junko stands up and she's like, Miche, thank you for helping me, but life is terrible. It's the worst fucking prison sentence ever and then she just stands leans against the wall and smudges out yeah and then like the wind blows all the fucking like ash yeah dust whatever it was all through uh miche's apartment and she's like ah fuck cut to uh Kurusua, who's across town and he's not really being that phased by the ghost apocalypse. So he like goes to the neighborhood arcade and starts playing video games, mm-hmm. which by the way, he has all to himself. Now he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool mm-hmm. until one of these shadow dudes comes walking into the, uh, uh, arcade there. Yeah. And it was like a weird, it looked vaguely female. It was just a black silhouette. And, uh, Caruso is watching it for a minute and he's like, Oh shit, that's one of those ghost fucking things from my computer. Mm-hmm. And then the thing like starts dancing for him in a weird way. Yeah. And he's just standing there paralyzed. Eventually he's like, yeah, I got to get out of here. This thing's going to do something. I don't want it. So he goes hauling ass out of there again. Again. Now the streets are completely deserted. Mm-hmm. So he's like, shit, I got to go find Haru. Who's the hot chick from the computer lab. 
I, if I'm going to get ghosted, I might as well try, try to do something something before I do. <laughs> so he goes running over to Haru's place. Haru's got a very nice apartment. She's got like a computer wall full of monitors and keyboards oh, and all yeah. kinds. She is set up. Uh, he gets over there, and Haru has also been affected. She's acting real loopy all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets to her place, she is uh, sitting out in the rain uh, hitting plates with a brick or something like yeah. that. And he's like, Haru, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just going to give up. Uh, being a ghost sounds pretty cool, actually. And he's like, no, 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 no. Calm your ass down. Look, let's go check out your computer. Maybe we can find a way to put a reverse on this thing or something. So they go up to her place. And now it's like pouring rain. As soon as they get in, all of her monitors come to life. And there's depressing people all over all of them. Yeah. He's like, okay, this isn't happening. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's get it. We got to get out of the city is what mm-hmm. we got to do. So her, him and Haru go down to a train. They get on a train, which begs the question of who the hell is driving the train. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It must be automated <clears throat> or something because they get on. It's like a subway train. They're going. Haru just keeps going on about how she wants to go home and uh, she's probably better off dead because everybody else is dead and it's shit like that. And Cruz was like, it's, "Would you just stop with that, please?" Unfortunately, the train comes to a stop. Right in the middle of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And Caruso was like, okay, let's go find the driver and we'll get this thing going again. And she's like, no, don't do that. It's probably one of those things. And he's like, okay, you wait here. I'll go see if I can get it going again. As soon as he turns his back on her, she, she holds lies. Ass yeah. right out into the night and just off into the distance. <laughs> uh, Caruso was like, God damn it. I was about to. So he goes hauling ass after her. He can't find her. So he goes back to her apartment. Mm-hmm. Now, she got there before he did, and she just logs onto her computer, and she's like, oh, look at all these depressing people. I'm going to be one of them in a minute. <laughs> sure as shit, one of the depressing people is her from behind. Yeah. So she turns around. She's like, oh, I'm somebody, he, is somebody here v- filming me or what? Mm-hmm. So she kind of follows where the camera would be. There's nothing there. It's like out in the hallway. And then I think she grabs it and tries to make out with it. Yeah, it's like she hugged it. And yeah, she's like, I'm not alone anymore. And then she like, blah, 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 blah. I don't I don't know. It looked like she was trying to make out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I think that's what you were hoping. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what she was going for. Uh, Caruso was like, ah, shit, this bitch took off again. Goes hauling ass back to Caruso's apo- or, uh, Haru's apartment, mm-hmm. gets there, uh, finds her. She's now full. She's whatever it is, she's got it. Catatonic. Catatonic. She doesn't want to leave. She's basically just in line to smudge herself out. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, come on. We're going to go somewhere. I'm going to get you up out of here. Come on with me. Uh, Eventually, she shakes him, and he's like, fuck. I'll just... She kind of vanishes for a second. Mm -hmm. So he's like, fuck. Now he's depressed, and he's like, fuck it. But he's not ghost depressed right he's just sad because haru just kind of isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. so he goes outside not into him anymore. not in, she was never well maybe she was I, don't know. <laughs> I hope she was uh he goes outside just in time to catch miche who is hauling ass to her mom's house because she tried to call her mom and there was no answer mm-hmm. uh miche's car ran out of gas or it, she crashed it or something like that so karusua comes walking by he's like hey there's a living person Oh, am I glad to see you. Uh, Miche has like passed out at the wheel. So he wakes her up and she's like, everybody's dead. Everybody's gone. I don't know what the fuck happened. And he's like, me neither. It's me and you, kid. 
let's get your car running. So they jumpstart the car. Apparently he's a mechanic. Apparently. He can't figure out the internet. <laughs> yeah. He can uh, fill up a gas tank, I guess. <laughs> well, not really. That's going to be a problem, too, in a minute. Uh, he's like, let's <laughs> get up out of here, man. Let's uh, do something. So he gets in the car and they drive. And eventually Miche is like, what, where, where are you going? And he's like, well, I was going to try to rescue my friend Haru, but she kind of vanished and she was really depressed and she's probably a smudge by now. And Miche, being the sweetheart that she is, she's like, I'll help you find her. You want to go find her? Let's go find her. And he's like, okay, let's go find her. So they go back to Haru's apartment for the third time now. <laughs> yeah. Again, find absolutely nothing alluding to her being alive or anywhere in the premises. But as they're poking around, Miche, yeah, Miche looks out the window and sees an abandoned factory across the street. She's like, that's the creepiest place in Japan. We <laughs> yeah. should definitely go look in there. <laughs> yeah, we should look in there. <laughs> of course, Kurusawa is like, Okay, here we go. (laughs) So they go to the abandoned factory across the street, start poking around. Of course, Haru happens to be there. Yeah, what? In like a weird formal gown with a bag on her head. Yeah. And she comes out and Kurusawa is like, Haru, you're alive. Holy shit. Um... Her, she does. Uh, she, she just gave me a ride. I, I <laughs> we're not a couple. No, no, no. no. <laughs> she just, I just gave me a ride over here because I knew you'd be here. Uh, Haru immediately pulls the bag off her head, and somehow she got a gun, and she blows her head right off. Yeah. And now Kurusawa is like, oh fuck. But Miche's there, and she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, we should probably get out of here before she does the ghost thing on us. So they get back in the car, and they're just about to take off when they realize they're out of gas, buddy. They're out of fucking gas. Of course. Kurusawa's like, I saw a gas can in the creepy abandoned factory. I'm going to run in there by myself and get it. And uh, you stay here. If I'm not back in a few minutes, then, uh, I don't know, fuck off or something. (laughs) So he goes. He gets the gas can. He fills it up just as that's happening behind him. We see one of those doors with the red tape on it. Yeah. And the tape just kind of doesn't hold and the door creaks open. Kurusua mm-hmm. uh, grabs the gas can, but as he's picking it up, the cap falls off and rolls into that room. You don't need the cap. You don't need the fucking cap. <laughs> yeah. You know there's nothing good in that room, Kurusua. Right? You see the red tape. Don't go in there. Right. He goes moseying on in there. Yeah. He's like, oh, maybe the ghost of Haru is here, and she'd like to give me a blowjob or something. <laughs> a he goes in job. there, yeah. Uh, naturally, here comes, I guess this is like the boss ghost or something like that. It's like an old, creepy guy, and he just keeps saying, Toskete, which means help me, I'm so alone. Um, something to that effect, over and over. And then he leans in real close and like gets all up in Caruso's face as Miche is coming in. Miche kind of like stumbles onto this scene, grabs Kurusua, and they like drags him out to the car and puts him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miche and Kurusua go driving to the uh, the docks where they steal a speedboat and then just go driving off into the ocean. As that's happening, we see like Tokyo is on fire. There's black smoke everywhere. Buildings burning. It's the full on ghost apocalypse. Oh yeah. Um, Haru's got or uh, Kurusua's got it, man. He's got the, the, the depression. And he's letting on like everything's okay, but that's part of it. 
you can't tell anybody that you know you're not feeling good. He's yeah. like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm I, was, I thought it was funny that he was driving the boat. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that, man. <laughs> yeah. gonna, I mean, it's not like he could drive you off a cliff or anything, but you don't want him marooning you. You know. <laughs> right. Anyway, they go taken off. Uh, eventually, they come across this research vessel or whatever it was, and they get on board, and everything's cool. And Caruso is kind of like propped up against a wall, and he's taking himself a nap. And Miche is like, hey, we made it. And then she looks over, and Caruso has smudged. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the end of your movie, man. Mm-hmm. And the captain is like, we're going to shoot for South America. Because I don't think they have a lot of internet there. <laughs> so, <laughs> good a plan as any, I suppose. Right, yeah. That's the end of your movie, pal. What'd you think of Cairo? I liked it. Loved it, man. Mm-hmm. Atmospheric as fuck. This yes. is what a ghost story slash movie should look like, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Dark, miserable, uh, no zany one-liners, nobody falling in love. Just depressing. Because yeah. I imagine being a ghost would be depressing. You know, mm-hmm. you're watching your friends and your loved ones carry on their lives without you, and you're stuck in this miserable plane of having to watch it on TV, and you mm-hmm. can't participate, and you can't tell the people to fuck off or whatever, you know, yeah, or mm-hmm. how much you love them or miss them or anything like that. I don't know. It strikes me as depressing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is Cairo. I happen to have the disc. I believe it is streaming on Shutter. Is that where you watched it, buddy? Yes. Very cool. Check it out, inmates. Hope you don't mind some subtitles. They're worth it in this occasion, I'd say. Let's take us a little break there, buddy.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, buddy. All right. All right. Uh... I am not one for depression, but if you get the idea that I'm starting to get depressed, take me to the titty bar. Oh, yeah? Perk me right up. How about if I just take you there anyway? That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll pretend to be depressed if that'll make you feel any better about it. We can go anytime you want. We could pause this recording and go right now. But <laughs> We'll be right back. That's right. It's all of 8.15 on a Tuesday night. I mean, what are we doing standing here for? Right on, man. Uh, are you ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yeah. Me too, my man. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. Uh, let's start it off with last week's winners there, buddy. We had, in the Asylum Conference, it was the Tall Man versus Pyramid Head. The Tall Man had claimed his prize and was making his escape. Alessa Gillespie tucked under his arm and the hearse just a few quick strides away. Victory was his. That was when the siren went off and the sky went black. From behind the hearse, the executioner appeared, blade in hand and armored from head to chest in a giant metal pyramid. The sentinels flew toward it, but the blade was too fast. The tall man was split, and Alessa was home. With a vote of six to four, Pyramid Head advances over the tall man, buddy. All right. You're safe for another week, anyway. Mm-hmm. Monica, however. Sorry, sweetie. Mm-hmm. You're out. You're out for the year. That'll happen. I had a feeling that was how that was going to go. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are in the Asylum Conference Round 11. As usual, inmates, I'm not very good at writing things. Engineering and architecture were his passion and livelihood. He prided himself on being good at both. Staying up to date on modern methods and schools of thought was a necessity, but he was never afraid to go back to the classics. When John Kramer was finally able to track down the toy maker's box, he was elated. Part of him wanted to dismantle it, study its various cogs and wheels, and then reassemble it, but he knew he wasn't able. After almost 400 years, it was still in perfect working order. A simple release 
of a thumb catch would set the gears in motion and eventually open the puzzle box to reveal its alternative form, or so John believed. He'd also studied the folklore behind the box. After its design and construction by the toy maker André Lemarchand, it was supposedly sold to a powerful necromancer who imbued the toy with a gateway to another world and cursed anyone who opened it with an escort from that world. In singles competition, we have Jigsaw versus Pinhead, buddy. What do you say to that one? Whew. Man. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Jigsaw on this one. I am going to have to agree with you reluctantly. And the only reason I say that is because really to beat Pinhead, you got to solve the box. Right. Which is actually not that hard. I mean, if you can get your hands on the box, you can fiddle fuck it around and it'll eventually close the gate or open it. You prefer, I mean, if he's already chasing you around, you want to close the gate. (laughs) Right. If you die, you probably just want to set it down and walk away. But uh, I think if anybody, it's, come on, man. Uh, What's uh, Kirsty did it. Uh, (laughs) Tiffany did it. You know, it's not really, if you can get your hand on the box, you're good. Right. That's what it is. Uh, if you're gonna fuck around and chase people like Frank did, you're gonna get, you're gonna meet an untimely demise. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be nasty. There is your Terradol matchup for the weekend, mates. It's Jigsaw versus Pinhead. The Mental Health Hotline is area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five, or get us on the email at thepaddedroom two thousand eleven at hotmail dot com. Let us know who you think would win that fight. Weigh in on immersion therapy. Uh, if you have any advice for leg cramps, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I know it's not a possessed uh, bottle of vodka. <laughs> I, I can write that off right now. I had some inhibitions about that when it initially happened, but I feel much better about that. I'm pretty sure it's not the vodka. Bananas. Bananas. That's a good way to go. Absolutely. We have other nutritional advice if you need it. <laughs> In the meantime, how about some... Uh, or, uh, what are you looking at there, buddy? Yeah. What are you looking at? Trying to do the 31 for 31 with the horror movies for October. Oh, yeah? I'm way behind. (laughs) I think I just did 24. Today's, what, the 26th? Oh, that's not way behind. Well, it's still behind, man. (laughs) Uh, What do I got? Off the Beaten Path from 2004. Hmm. This is a very low-budget cross between Evil Dead and, um, I guess, the Blair Witch Project. Huh. Yeah, it's not very good. Okay. Very low budget. Uh, special effects are shoddy. Acting will make you want to punch yourself in the dick. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's pretty... Uh, it, conceptually, it's pretty cool. It's like these two guys are trying to make a documentary about these murders that happen in the woods. They take their uh, somewhat snatchy girlfriends out there to help them shoot the thing, and then people get possessed, and you know how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Seance from 2021. Watched this one last night. Caught this one on Shutter. Written and directed by our old friend Simon Barrett. Mm. Good stuff. Um, nice. Chicks in a girls' school unwittingly summon something, and it, uh, there's a big twist at the end. Okay. But it's not a bad show. VHS 94. Oh, man, I love also that Also from 2021. You like that one? Yeah. What was your favorite uh, vignette? Oh, I can't remember. Mine it's, it's, was the one in the funeral home where the chick had to stay overnight. Oh. And with the cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my favorite. That was badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I didn't care for that camera head one. Yeah. Where they the doctor put the camera in the chick's head. That mm-hmm. one just seemed to go on and on and on. Yeah. Other than that, it was a good show. Um, much better than VHS Viral. Right. I'll tell you that right now. That one's streaming on Shudder right now. Lastly, City of Dead Men from 2014. Uh, this American goes to Columbia and somehow finds himself indoctrinated into a weird drug-addled death cult kind of a thing. Hmm. And like his initiation is that he has to die for a few minutes and come back. It's pretty, it's pretty wacky. And the whole, of course, their hangout is this abandoned mental asylum. Oh. So you have like, uh, well, these kids are crazy, number one. Number two, they're doing some pretty heavy drugs. Number three, there's a good uh, chance that the asylum is haunted. So you got all this kind of shit coming together into a nice soup of uh, homicidal uh, nonsense. Hmm. Horseplay, if you will, buddy. All right. You realize I had to put up a sign at my work that says no horseplay? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't i don't employ teenagers because it's a uh no horseplay <laughs> what the fuck where'd this come about it's uh i probably shouldn't tell the story on okay the podcast, <laughs> yep there is now a sign in our work area that says no horseplay <laughs> these motherfuckers are older than i am <laughs> god damn it. that's hilarious that is stupid that's all i'm looking at buddy what do you got all right i checked out a uh, night books um, How's that? That's that's cute. It's good. Good one for the for kids. The kids, okay, yeah. very cool. Um, Squid Game. I watched that whole thing twice. Wow. Yeah, I really like it. Me too. That's um, a great show. Get out. Uh, Let them all talk. It's like a dying friend kind of movie. Okay. Uh, Promising young woman, like a drunk revenge. Okay. Ocean's Eight. The kitchen. It's like a, a maf- It's mafia with a chicks in it. It's. It's it's oh, pretty good. Like yeah. the husbands go to prison and yeah. then they got to run it. Yeah, that's that, right. That was a pretty good one. Uh, good liar. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Uh, super intelligence, kind of weird. Hmm. Motherless Brooklyn. That was another mafia one. Okay. Um, that was pretty good. Midnight Mass. I watched that whole thing twice. <laughs> I am about halfway through it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it so far. Uh, the first like three episodes are pretty slow. But they'll keep you interested. Yeah, the whole but thing will keep you interested. It's a slow burn. I noticed that once they turn on the blood, that the it pretty much flows freely from there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Halloween kills. It's, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it, man. I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I liked it, but I don't know. All it right, was okay. All right. Well, I <laughs> uh, that's what we're looking at, inmates. Time for some immersion therapy. Hmm. Immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to check out House of the Witch, buddy? Yeah. What'd you think? Not too bad. Not too bad. It struck me as a kind of a highbrow version of Night of the Demons. Yeah, I could see that. Halloween party. Kids break into the old house to Mm -hmm. party it up and try to have sex with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, This one was not nearly as much fun as Night of the Demons. Right. Night of the Demons was like punk rock. You know, you had Linnea Quigley taking her shirt off mm-hmm. and that fucking kick-ass dance number from Angela. Oh, Amelia yeah. Kincaid. This one was like a lot of awkward 
this guy is trying to talk to this chick, yeah. but he doesn't know how. We're going to go to this side of the room. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> over here. Well, that leaves you and me. Oh, <laughs> hey. Let's go check this out. Everybody else is off having sex. <laughs> Maybe we should have sex somewhere. No? Okay, no, that's fine. I don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what it was, I guess it was fine. It was pretty atmospheric. The house was pretty yeah. kick-ass. Some of mm-hmm. the, the effects were pretty good. It just is kind of... I guess it just wasn't as much fun as Night of the Demons. Yeah. Um, that's probably not a... There's a good, more drama in the inside. Yeah, yeah. That and, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a party. And it's not... Everybody's just kind of... On I edge. It. Yeah, well, I get it. Like, these two are together. Like, this guy and this chick. And they're going to go off and have sex. Those two are together. They're going to go off and have sex. There's the one dude that got dropped off earlier because he's going to hang out and try to scare people. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's the basically the same plot as Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. Just very drab. And yeah. not as much... I mean, I get... I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not mad at it. It's just not Night of the Demons. That's right. what they should have called the movie. Not Night of the Demons. Not Night of the Demons. <laughs> yeah. Night of something else. Uh, other than that, it's worth checking out. It's on uh, Netflix right now, if anybody's interested. Go ahead and uh, help yourself to that. Buddy, what do you got for us this week? All right, this week, let's check out 2019's The Forest of Love. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what kind of show do you think this is? Well, this is about a small group of student filmmakers and a shy young girl with, a st- with strict parents are simultaneously manipulated, seduced, and abused by an older man. They follow his bidding even when murder is involved. Okay, that sounds very culty. I'm into it. I'm into that. Let's check that out, inmates. Uh, we'll do the same, and we can compare notes next week. Mm-hmm. But now, we must educate me. Educating Miss Monica. Uh, so apparently we all got it last week. It was, of course, Let Us Pray, which is a good show. Uh, my clues were... I'm. <laughs> what were you doing with uh, those? <laughs> I get really excited about immersion therapy. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, my clues were: I'm new to this small town jail. Uh, the punk ass kid is just got booked in for a drunk driving accident. The school teacher gets booked in every Saturday night for kicking the shit out of his wife. Uh, it's fine though; she bails him out every Sunday morning. And here comes this tall, dark stranger who's going to lay the law down on all of us and make. Uh, some of these guys kill themselves in their cells. Hmm. Let us pray. Great show. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Especially mm-hmm. when uh, the police captain gets all in oh, yeah. and just starts ripping himself apart. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, my parents have been executed. Uh, I took up residence with this uh, stranger, and he's teaching me the tips and tricks of how to survive in this new post-apocalyptic landscape. I don't know his name, but I do know his title, um, and that's all I address him by. What's up with all the fucking vampires all of a sudden? Think about that, and I will fill you in next week on who I am. All right. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week, inmates. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Join us next week. We're going to be breaking into Rape Revenge Month. 
courtesy of Miss Monica. It's yeah. her birthday. Hopefully she makes it in for one or two of these goddamn movies. Mm-hmm. We're going to start things off with Miss 45. Miss 45. Next week here on the Padded Room Podcast. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. If anybody gives a shit, it's uh, paddedroompodcast.com. You'll find a link there. $5 donation gets you a travel mug, a t-shirt, and control of the month of December. Um, also, if you got time, if you could give us a like, comment, and subscribe wherever you found this. That helps our visibility quite a bit. In the meantime, for Buddy, not in absentia for once, Monica in absentia, uh, vampires, ghost apocalypses, depressed people, uh, get some help if you're feeling depressed. There's like 800 numbers you can call. Um, black smudges on the wall, Japan. Bowling alleys and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week. <laughs>